Welcome back to another edition of the GOAT Podcast. Bah. Waiting for that. It's just yep. that's just a thing we're just gonna do now. It's part just of the keep running with it. Just let just, me have my moment. It's part of the show. No. <laughs> can you uh, hear us okay, William Lewis? Hello? Hello? I can hear you. Can you hear Jessica? Hello? Yes. Okay. That I thought you were delayed. asking the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I, I am no. Dan Rhino. I'm joined by Jessica Rhino here at the Palatial Rhino Estate where we are in COVID-19 quarantine and joining us via the... No, we're at stay at home now. We're, we're released from quarantine. Oh. Well, we're no, still... not yet. No, we are. Oh, that's right. You guys. Because we're we were invincible. sick. <laughs> yeah. Now we're released from quarantine. Now we're just under the stay at home orders. You guys have immunity now. Because we different. always had, yeah, we had that Survivor, like we had to wear that, that necklace or whatever that they wear on Survivor. I don't know anything about Survivor. I don't either. But I know there's immunity, and I keep sending Will immunity in, gifts <laughs> like three times a day. In the Lego Masters show, you get a little gold brick. Ooh. Maybe we could get a gold brick. I like that better. Yeah. And some stupid puka necklace. Yeah. No, I want you guys to wear tiki, t- like tiki guys around. Like that. Just carry a big staff with a tiki guy on it. I like it. I yeah. like it. We, it's something we'll look into. But uh, joined by Will Lewis via the interwebs. How's it going, Will? Good. Uh, I finally upgraded from my dial-up connection. Um, Good for you, man. So, you know, Woo. I'm on the, uh, whatever it's called now, cable internet? DSL. Mm. <laughs> That's why I used to have DSL. I used to get about, like, three megs. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Not it's bad. pretty good. Uh, then the dial-up, of course, if somebody picked up the phone, it would kick you off the internet when you were in the middle of uh, downloading your illegal music. <laughs> yeah, my dad used to yell from downstairs, who picked up the phone? Oh, your dad yep. was downloading illegal music. Oh, yep. no, he wasn't doing a lot. Well, I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> Watching porn, probably. <laughs> he had like a Dial. little area in the corner of the basement. Will, do you remember that? Our old oh, house? I remember. It was like, he took like these little half bookshelves and like made himself walls mm-hmm. in a room. It was only like half walls. His own, spe- it was his special space. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we we weren't allowed to play back there. Yeah, he was. Nope. <laughs> what? Got him. You ever you ever try to watch porn on dial up? It's not anymore. It's, it's grueling. It was awful. I don't know how we lived back then. I don't know. I don't know. So I don't think you were old enough for porn on dial up, Will. Oh, I was. <laughs> I had AOL uh, discs and everything. You may not think he was ready, but his body was but ready. But I was. Ew. His body yeah. told him it was ready. I, I keep forgetting that Will is younger than, than Jess and I. That's true. Uh, but we are going to, on that note, we are going to get into, this is episode three of the greatest office of all time. This is uh, our dynamic trio here, our search for the greatest Office episode of all time. And what we're using as our a uh, setup here, not really as our criteria, but kind of as our starting point, is the greatest Office tournament bracket that came out a few months ago. Which uh, is a little glitchy. It is, it's, a little, it's, a little, uh, it's a little glitchy, dog, yeah. as Randy Jackson would say. I don't think that's what he says. He says pitchy, dog. Yes. But the reason that we say it's a little glitchy, and we noticed this in the first episode, I had to put a note in the, in the I had to put a disclaimer, if you will, in the podcast notes, is Ooh. that the most of people who binge 
The Office are doing so on Netflix. Would you agree with that? Yes. Uh, yes, definitely. I know they have like there's you know, some people who got the little boxes, the little box sets mm-hmm. that are probably doing it that way. But we're gonna have to get one of those box sets soon because it's gonna be off on Netflix. Oh no! Oh. We're gonna have to get your dad to illegally download it for me. He has you little, illegally download his stuff in his little special room. Hey, no. What? I'm sure they'll just add it to like. What is it? The Peacock Network yeah. is their new streaming yeah, service. That, that, that's exactly what it's going to be. Uh, NBC's got Great. their own s- streaming service coming out, so it's probably going to be on the Peacock Network. It's going to be another streaming service I'm going to have to buy. Oh no! Yeah, Bad I can't the, boxes. Not the Office. So uh, they do have like digital downloads that you can buy. I think I saw like one for like thirty bucks for the whole series, which isn't bad, and you could keep them on your computer or on your. Uh, Google Drive or whatever, so that would be an option as well, but this is our third episode, and we are using, like I said, that Office bracket that is uh, on the official Office Twitter account. If you just do hashtag Office 15 or type in Office 15 tournament, you can find it, and we'll post it on our Twitter as well, but we are still in the Michael Scott region, the upper left corner of the tournament bracket. We had... Uh, dinner party with the victory over the client, and we had Casual Friday, correct? Woo. With the victory over know. Booze Cruise? Controversial Yeah, we, victory we, we, over Booze Cruise. Uh, so this week we are doing, according to the tournament bracket, it is Season 4, Episode 7. According to Wikipedia, it is Seasons 4, Episodes 7 and 8. Yeah, the bracket gives you the episode and season and then the name of the episode, and they don't always match up with what's on Netflix. Now, Jess and I were talking about that because possibly may, possibly the shows were aired in a different order, and maybe when they reconfigured them for Netflix or reconfigured them for DVD, maybe they put them decided to put them in an order that made the story flow better for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but on Netflix... This episode is season four, episode four. It is a uh, extra long ep- episode. It's about 42 minutes long, so you could see where they got two episodes out of it. Apparently, season four, episode seven and eight, when it was originally aired, and then on tournament brackets, just listed it season four, episode seven. And Jess had a little issue with that because she's saying, "Are we just judging the first half of the money episode, or are we judging the whole thing?" Now, I'm thinking we should probably be judging the whole thing because it's called money, and that's what it's called on that one episode is called on Netflix, but Jess might take uh, umbrage with that. I, I'm not taking umbrage. Professor umbrage. Professor umbrage is awful. Um, but I just think we need to be aware of the glitch and be consistent. We fixed the glitch, Will. Oh, so did we now? You will no longer be receiving a paycheck. Uh, oh. It's okay. He makes a lot as an essential employee. We just figured uh, in uh, a little reference to office space there and uh, Milton. So this new bed frame did you get? Did you get it special so you could just put all your money in it and roll around? Yeah, it's got a lot of... Uh, the headboard actually has... It unzips on the back. That's where I put all of my money. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty neat. When you're not rolling around in it? Yeah. Will okay. rolls around in, in roses like American Beauty. Oh, that's just normal. Yeah, he doesn't do money. That's tacky. 
Well, but he has a lot now, so plus, I figured. Plus, he, money's kind of dirty. Like you'd have to. Yeah, you'd probably get the corona if you did that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, then I could be immune, right? Yeah. Uh, I've actually not been immunity. Paying, I I hardly ever have cash in my wallet, but I do have cash in my wallet now, and I've. Because I put it there. I've been choosing not to. Whoa. <laughs> I've been choosing not to pay with it because I don't think people would. I think people appreciate. Not having to handle other people's dirty money at this time, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I I'd rather just use my card. So uh, yeah. we're talking about uh, speaking of money. We're, we're going to talk. Oh, about, look at that! <laughs> there you go. So I'm the best in the business. Uh, season four, episode seven, according to the tournament bracket, money against season seven, episode twenty-two. That one does line up on both Netflix and on the tournament bracket. Goodbye, Michael. The final episode that we would see uh, Steve Carell's Michael Scott character until the was it the finale that we had the Shroot wedding or was it? It was the one before the, the finale. So it was the penultimate episode, the second to last. Oh episode. goodness, he knows wait, fancy it? words. I don't. I thought that the the last episode was like when they were doing the like the on stage. Okay, it was the last episode then. Yeah. Okay, so that. So we did see Michael in the in the finale episode. Yes. Okay. Uh, but that would be what uh, three years after this one would air, I guess, because Office was on for ten seasons. Is that correct? Uh, nine seasons. Nine seasons. So I guess it would be a little over two years after that we would see this. So let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, first, let me pull up the synopsis of uh, this Office episode here. According to our friends at IMDb, it says, As Jan renovates the condo, Michael confronts his growing debt every way he can, which includes pressuring his his employees for a loan. Pam and Jim spend a night out on Dwight's family beet farm, which is now a bed and breakfast. And uh, a couple notes that I had uh, about this episode Number one, we talked about it. It was a longer-than-normal episode. This one was also written and directed by Paul Lieberstein, a.k.a. Toby. Toby. Toby wrote and directed and this episode, and he got an Emmy nomination for this actual episode. I don't know. I forgot if it was for writing or directing because I'm a bad journalist. But he did uh, write and direct this episode. Uh, the cold open here, we talk about that a lot. Sometimes it pertains to the story, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it is one that you remember, sometimes it's not. This one We was, did not. <laughs> uh, this one was the Devil Wears Prada. Uh, oh, no, that was the open, next one where we didn't remember the opening. Where Michael has been watching The Devil Wears Prada, the Meryl Streep movie with Anne Hathaway, and Michael is basically acting like the Meryl Streep character, acting like a big jerk to... Pam in particular. But thinking it's cool. But thinking that it's cool because she's it's Meryl Streep. She's the hero steak. of the story. <laughs> I need get, steak. Get me our money. On the phone. Get me our money on the phone. You're never going to Paris. <laughs> I've seen that movie once. It's okay. But Michael finally finishes the movie and he says, uh, twist ending, Meryl Streep was the villain <laughs> the whole time. And he apologizes to Pam. Never would have saw it coming. For, uh, yeah, you don't see it coming for the way that uh, he treated her. And a little anecdote about that that I've got here. Uh, 
The Devil Wears Prada also stars a actress named Emily Blunt, who is John Krasinski, aka Jim's wife in real life. Mm, good for him. So she is she is in that actual movie. So it's it's very meta. It's very weird the way they uh, they put those things together. Uh, that was the cold open in this episode. We are it's it's kind of interesting to look at these episodes as we go through them and see like where everybody's relationships are at. Relationships were really big in this episode because Michael is dating Jan. Uh, Dwight has recently broken up with Angela. Andy is courting Angela for the first time in this episode. And also, Jim, the Jim and Pam romance is uh, in full swing. And Jim even drops a hint that, you know, he... We already knew this, of course, but he uh, could potentially be in love with Pam. Or I should say Italian food. Yes. He loves Italian food. He's very passionate about Italian food, Well, as we oh, all are. Definitely is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jan is buying lots of stuff at the beginning of this episode for, I, I'm guessing, the shared place. Now, yes, she's remodeling it. Now, is that the condo that in the aforementioned uh, dinner, party. dinner party episode? Yes. It is. So Jan is buying lots of stuff for the condo. Which is weird because it was like brand new construction when he bought it. So it really shouldn't need that many updates. But mm. apparently she feels it does. Uh, uh, Michael has really beautiful eyes, by the way. That's what they're comparing the uh, what's it, the wallpaper or paint to. Yeah. And it's just like, well, you have really, really nice eyes. He's like, well, I've never heard the same uh, about yeah, you. Nobody's so, ever yeah. said that about you. So let's go. Everybody says that about Michael. Uh, Ryan is Michael's another uh, relationship we have here. Ryan is Michael's boss at this point, which is going to be very different from the second episode we're going to talk about, where Ryan is in a closet. Yes. So I we, like Ryan in the closet. We, we really get to see the uh, the two sides of the uh, the power levels of, of Ryan Howard in these two episodes. Uh, Ryan is very all in on PowerPoint. Well, I know you're a big fan of PowerPoint. 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 I'm pointing, gesturing with my finger right yep. now. Um, I, I think see us. I hate PowerPoint. I think PowerPoint is dumb. Um, you still have to make PowerPoint presentations back in like high school. Yeah, and there's or, a lot of there's a lot of teachers that still use it. I think it's dumb. I think there's better, you know, tools to use. They just put it on there and then read it to you. That's maybe that's why I hate it. Is because every time I go to a, a teacher training, they give me a paper copy of the PowerPoint, then they put the PowerPoint on the screen, and then they read it to me for two hours. It's like when you had like a speech you had to give and you had it on the little note cards. Mm -hmm. You're just putting it up on the screen for everybody else to see your note cards. Right. That's all it is. But that couldn't that have easily just be done in an email? Well. Yes. You're talking about yes. Yes, but then they would. But they have to. They have to create these meetings. It's like when Michael calls everybody into the conference room. And a lot of times there's really not a, a laid out plan for the beating, but they feel like they have to do something. They feel like they have to keep you after work or take you away from your work and waste your time in order to make it feel like they're important. Like and, what they did at Michael's other job? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's what education is, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I don't recommend it. Uh, Dwight has recently broken up with Angela. We mentioned that. Dwight is also running... Uh, it's not a bed and breakfast, Will, according to Dwight, but he's running a bed and breakfast-like experience at Shroot Farm. Agricultural it's called, tourism. Yeah. Agro-tourism, yeah. And that is a big thing. And if you get one bad review on TripAdvisor, uh, Will, you're done. Do people still use TripAdvisor? Do people ever use TripAdvisor? Uh, I've used, I have TripAdvisor. They send me emails all the time. It's great. But do you use it? No, 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 God. You no. just get emails. They just send me emails. Somehow you got on their mailing list. Well, I don't know. There's a lot but of dated I... stuff in this episode. Like at the beginning when she was talking about uh, Michael gets his Netflix sent to the office. Yeah, the, the mailed actual to the yeah, office. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember doing that. I remember. I remember. Uh, I would just rip them to my computer and then send them right back. They're like, this guy's watching a lot of movies. Really fast. Really fast. Uh, Blockbuster did one too. They did like a mail mail in. I remember that. Too. Yeah, right before they went out of business. R.I.P. Uh, but the uh, Shroot Farm uh, TripAdvisor thing is kind of interesting because if you actually go to the TripAdvisor website, uh, they have actually created uh, Shroot Farms on the uh, here in 2020 the TripAdvisor website, and it's got like 1,500 reviews. <laughs> And it even says, like, at the top that this is a fictional place, this is not real. And somebody left a bad review because they were trying to book uh, a stay there and they couldn't. Of course. Because it's not real. Yeah, but people are the worst, Jess. They you know are. Uh, this kind of coincides with Pam and Jim's first getaway weekend. What do you got to say about well, that? Well, it's not the weekend, but yeah, just yeah, a getaway night. Because they go to work the, work the next morning. Next day. Yeah. yeah. It's weird but it's like the timing. first, like I guess, going like uh, destination getaway. Yeah. Kinda. Night away. Night away. Sleepover. Yeah. Sleepover. Ooh. I'm sure they've had some sleepovers, but sleepover in a in a bed that sleepover was sleepover away. So there's two main stories in this episode. We've got the the uh, surname of the episode, money, which highlights Michael's money troubles. The fact that he has to get a second job, the fact that they sold one of their car, or they sold both of their cars, yeah. so Jan could buy a Porsche. Yep. Porsche. Uh, a Porsche. <laughs> and the fact that him and Jan are overspending. Now, I wanted to ask you guys about this because at the beginning of the episode, it kind of seemed like the way they were telling the story is that they were blaming it all on Jan. Yes. Talking about, like, the Porsche and talking about the, you know, all the things that she was getting for the house and not thinking about Michael even asked her how much is it going to cost, and she said it costs what it costs. But by the middle and end of the episode, when Oscar's trying to help Michael out, figure out his finances, we get a lot of irresponsible spending uh, on Michael's end too. So, well, I don't think he's ever been good with money. He's no. always bought stupid stuff he doesn't need, and you know he probably wasn't in a great place. Probably wasn't saving a lot, but he was keeping his head above water. Mm-hmm. But then you add Jan doing all these extra expenses, and that just that just sunk the ship. Well, it just seemed like they were kind of, and Will, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like they were kind of saying it was like 
Jan's fault, Jan's fault, and they were even, when they were even talking about it in the break room, Stanley made a comment about how Jan's spending all Michael's money, and Kevin said, tried to give him like a fist bump and say, like, women be spending or something like that. Yeah, women be shopping. Women be shopping, that's what it was. But, you know, by the end of the episode, we realized that it's it's both of them. Yeah, definitely. Both of them are not, you know, responsible with the money. Yeah, no but if needs. it's his money, he can spend it on whatever he wants. Hey, but no one needs multiple pro bass fishing equipment sets. Okay. That's well. not always true. <laughs> That's what it, one of them was. He had, he like, had multiple magic sets. He had, yeah. like, uh, professional bass fishing equipment. Right. Well, what is this uh, core blaster, whatever it was called? <laughs> See, what you do, Will, is you... <laughs> You anchor your feet into these stirrups. That Why hang- are you holding your hands up? Because they were like in on, they're like hooked to the ceiling, weren't they? Didn't no, they? you sit on a on a inflatable ball, and you anchor your feet in, and you hold something, and you twist. Okay, that's twist. What twist. You twist. <laughs> and you twist. I think the uh, the Army Corps uses it. Yeah, that's yeah. how it's Navy got its Corps. name. Might even be you know the Marine Corps. <laughs> how it's got its name. So it's it's both of them. It's both of them that are, are not responsible with the spending. But the fact that Michael has to get a second job at the, the call center and Jan is won't even let him take the car to the second job because she thinks he's just going to – he's trying improv. to hide uh, the money problem. She thinks he's just going to improv. And then she just takes the Porsche out and she, you know, gets – drinks too much wine at a bar <laughs> – you know, is is she really that unaware of of the money issues? Is she really that that unaware? Or does she just not care? She's got to know, as Oscar said. Jan is smart. Yeah, and well, she used to be his boss, so she knows what he makes. I wonder how much money Jan actually has after she gets fired from her company. That's and where that, I'm really confused. And that, and that was referred to by somebody in in the break room. They said, "Doesn't Jan have money?" And he said, like, I don't talk, Michael said, I don't talk to him oh, about yeah. or something yeah. like that. But I think she blew it, too, because she went and got implants. Didn't she go on, like, some big, long trip? And then yeah. she, like, showed back up. So I think she... Put a lot of money into the candles. Blew it. <laughs> I was, was she doing candles yet? Oh, I'm I don't sure even think she was she, doing the she's candles She's probably yet. always doing the candles. Oh, Put yeah. money into her cans and the candles. Oh, uh, well, I, with cans I don't know what we're title. talking about anymore. She bought it like a canned food company. Yeah. What? A- anything with cans. Yeah. Huh. Uh, feel feel real bad for. I got to talk about Dwight in this episode. I feel so bad for Dwight in this episode. Dwight is heartbroken in this episode, and on the outside, he tries to keep up that strong veneer, but he's just broken up inside uh, because of the. The breakup with Jan. When do you guys want to uh, expand on that a little bit? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the sobbing. Uh, the <laughs> oh, hello, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Is everything okay with your stay? Thank yeah, you for alerting good. the stat. <laughs> we'll look into that in the morning. And he's holding the like, or at the beginning of the episode, yes. um, she's she or Dwight's giving all of a bunch of stuff back to Angela, mm-hmm. and she asks for her little cherub figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on in the episode, when he's sobbing, he's holding the little cherub yes. figure uh, yes. on the side of his bed. That was something Aww. that I 
you know, probably the first 50 times I've watched it, I didn't even think. And then the last couple times I've watched it, because I've been, you know, I, I always watch these episodes one, again once, and then I watch it again, and I take notes. And I noticed that this time, with the, and there's going to be something that I noticed in the Goodbye Michael that I never really noticed before either. But I, the little figurine that, that she's holding, like you said, Will, or that uh, Dwight is holding, is the same figurine that he just couldn't part with. He gave her back her cardigans and her sleep cardigans. And then her sleep apnea mask. <laughs> so, there, yeah, he got most of it back, but he just couldn't. It's like he, That's like the symbolism of him. He just can't let. If he lets it all go, then, then she's totally gone. But if he keeps a little bit of her, then, you know, she, then he... I don't know. It's just something that he just can't. He's not ready to move on. But I love the any time in the office that we get a positive Jim and Dwight team up moment or a moment of, of brotherhood. Uh, you know, I think about the uh, later on in the in the series when uh, they were down uh, in Florida going to open that uh, uh, saber store and. Dwight saves Jim, or Jim saves Dwight from getting, from doing that bad presentation and getting fired, and you know puts all and the blame all ends up going on Todd Packer. That's something that Jim had to go out of his way, even though Dwight, you know, kept putting him down and assuring him that he didn't need his help. Jim went out of his way to save Dwight's job, and Dwight is thankful for it. And then I think about the episode where Kelly. Is uh, brought the, got the bad uh, made up the bad reviews for both yeah. of them, and they both uh, they had to work together. They had to work together to to figure it out. And <laughs> there's even the moment where you were right, you were right, buddy. You knew it all along. I knew it all along. And they're high five. And I love the Jim and Dwight. And I don't, you know, there's you don't want them to be buddy buddy all the time. But it's nice when it happens every once in a while. And Jim comforting Dwight in the stairwell and then Jim kind of walking away and Dwight, you know, reaching for you know, reaching for Jim who's not there. That kind of helped Dwight get his mojo back and I thought that was really cool in this episode. I We see it a lot with Pam. Pam's always been a little bit more uh, mother hen with, with Dwight than Jim has. But I love when, when Jim can actually uh, have a moment with Dwight too. Uh, we've got uh, the co-workers. Uh, another uh, note I had, uh, the call center uh, that Michael's working mm. at. Uh, one thing I really noticed about the call center, and, and maybe you guys noticed this too, his his colleagues, his fellow employees at the call center, that is what Michael has always wanted his co-workers to be. Yeah, they like, all they're, like him yeah. and want to hang out with him and listen to his stories they think he's so cool and <laughs> come have a beer with us. They're complimenting him. They're like hanging on his every word you're when he's talking a movie? about Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard versus Die Hard yeah. 4. They want to know about Threat Level Midnight. They ask him out for a drink. Come on, man. You got, okay, next time. You know, and it's not, and it's, you know, even in this episode, Earlier in the episode, Pam and Jim are kind of mean to Michael when they know he's already got plans. And so they, you know, they say, oh, we wanted to get dinner that you've been, 
you know, trying to get us to go out to dinner with you all this time. You we know. finally have a free night. Let's go. And then later on in the episode, you've got real people that honestly want him to, to go out with them. But he can't because he's got to drive his drunk girlfriend home. Well, he says because he's got to work in the morning. Yeah, and he also has to work in the morning. <laughs> so the fact that the co-workers of the call center, everything that he ever wanted is something that, you know, really stuck out to me. Unfortunately, he can't stay at that job because it ends up affecting his Dunder Mifflin job later on in the episode. And Ryan's an ass. Ryan is an ass. But if we talk about our next episode, we'll see that Ryan eventually gets what's... <laughs> eventually uh, flies to... Uh, Icarus flies too uh, close to the sun. And he ends up having a fall nice from grace. reference you're, there. You're welcome. Uh there is a couple of things that uh, I enjoyed in this episode was the uh, Ryan and uh, interaction between Ryan and Michael that ends up going to the whole group about whether it is whoever or whomever. <laughs> you laugh so hard. <laughs> so hard. Like we're just sitting here, the room's quiet, and then he just busts up laughing. Well, that's because they said it, it depends if you use it as... Uh, the the object or the indirect object and then kelly says ryan used me as an object (laughs) and i just i lost it i knew it was coming i've seen it 50 times but that was just that line from kelly was just amazing and it just fit right in with the with the flow of of everything you didn't see it coming and then you uh, did and then toby actually explains it but of course michael doesn't want to hear toby's explanation (laughs) For the use of whomever or no. whoever. Pam explains well, it. Well, Pam explains it, but nobody believes her that it's right. Okay. It sounds right, but is it right? Uh, there was also uh, some Creed moments in this episode. Uh, he said uh, that whomever is a made-up word to trick students. Yes. <laughs> he also said that you don't go by mon- Monopoly, man. That game is crazy. <laughs> You just don't you just don't get get out of jail free cards. Those things cost fortunes. <laughs> uh, there is uh, Scrantonicity Two, uh, Kevin's new band, who he's very upset that nobody came and, and watched him play. Uh, Kevin formerly was in the band Scrantonicity, and uh, now he's in Scrantonicity Two. And if uh, if you don't know what that refers to, you probably know a little bit because every song that they did at the uh, earlier events were they were all police songs so they were doing like Roxanne they were doing like don't stand so close to me they were all doing police songs and the police had an album called synchronicity and so they're from Scranton so they are Scrantonicity they're basically a police cover band and then the police also had an album called salt called synchronicity 2 so Kevin's yes. in a band called Scrantonicity 2 because I did not know any of that's that. That's why I'm telling you, babe. I just figured he liked the name and just used the name again and added the number two. Because that I'm seems like something Doesn't Kevin would do. Mind a little bit? So so mm. many different levels. She doesn't care. Uh. This is that's really cool, and uh, she doesn't care. Oh. Uh, Will, tell me a little bit about uh, Andy beginning his fascination with Angela. We know this is not going to end <sighs> well. Uh, Jess is uh, groaning over here. We'll let her jump in here in a second because I'm guessing that she is not on board with any of the Andy-Angela 
uh, antics. I don't really like any of the Andy relationships. Uh, Will, tell us about uh, Andy's courting process for Angela. Uh, God, I'm trying to remember now exactly. Uh, there was a stray cat involved. Oh, yeah, uh, gar- <laughs> or not garbage, um, different cat. No, it is garbage. Yeah, it's... No, that was the one that Dwight... I uh, know, he, he threw it out in the alley behind the building, yes. and then Andy goes uh, and finds it, yep. shoves it in a box, and gives it to Angela, the oh, same cat that she rejected from Dwight. Yep, and that and uh, that just adds to Dwight's, you know... Misery. Misery throughout the episode. Is this the episode where... And isn't Andy... that why they broke up, was because he killed Sprinkles? Yes, and, yeah. So he tried to replace Sprinkles with garbage, and then she didn't want garbage, and she broke up with him. And then Andy scoops up garbage, gives it a different name. or No, I guess he doesn't really give it a name, but just puts it in a box and gives it to her, and now he's in. Uh, isn't this the episode where Andy gets all of his uh, acapella buddies on the phone? Or is that a different episode? That's a different, that's a different, that's one. A different episode. Uh, so yeah. Andy, Andy goes to Pam and asks for advice to court Angela and he's standing like spread eagle at her uh, oh. <laughs> at her desk and Pam kind of realizes and she says it in her uh, her her talking head with the the crew that she realizes that Andy and Angela kind of would be perfect for each other yeah she keeps throwing out reasons why they wouldn't be and Andy keeps arguing and making good points and she's like oh oh well, well what about this a large family of wasps so. <laughs> yeah. he does yeah uh, she's very passionate about and sticks religion to her convictions and, yeah. I, I punched a hole in a wall so <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's like yes you did but but she can't but she still won't Dwight. support it yeah. because she can't do that to Dwight or Angela or Andy so or anyone <laughs> Well, we know where this is going to end up eventually, but this yep. is this is the seeds uh, of it. A- uh, Angela agrees to let Andy t- uh, take her out on a date. Uh, did she you may say, ask me to dinner. You say she say no ethnic food and no vegetables or yes. something like really that. Like that. Like, why would she not want vegetables? I thought she was all about the vegetables. I think she's just all about not eating. I don't know if she's all about eating healthy. I just think that she just she's so little. I just don't think she eats much she probably uses like that that gel that like uh like people when they're having like no a... her doctor wants her to gain weight <laughs> but at least uh at least dwight gets a good review on his uh trip advisor he does and you can actually read uh that that review is posted many times word for word on the <laughs> the actual trip advisor website for shroop farms Table can making we, never seems so possible. Can we talk about the the multiple rooms at the it. at Shroot Farms? Uh, what room would you want to stay in at Shroot Farms, Will? Um, you know, irrigation looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all about America. Now, the Pam, Pam America. jumped on irrigation real quick. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, I feel irrigation. Like I couldn't stay in that room. I would hurt myself. I'd hit my head on a pipe or stub a toe. I would stay away from irrigation. So Will is going with America. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there was also nighttime. Yeah, so I guess I'd have to pick nighttime as, if Will's staying option. in America. I'm not staying <laughs> yep. with Will. Well, they only have roomy they only twin have, beds. Yeah, they only have twin beds. So you wouldn't have to like, sleep in the same bed. We so, make our own beds at Troop Farms, and they don't really conform to the uh, the regular bed sizes. The closest I could compare it to would be twin. 
Mm-hmm. They are now officially wireless. That's your thing. <laughs> yeah. As soon as we find where Moe's uh, hit all the wires, uh, we'll get that back online. Now, is this the first time we actually get to see Moe's? We've heard him mentioned it before. Is. It is the first time we get to see Moe's, and it's actually one of the more memorable things because he's when Pam and Jim are driving mm-hmm. down the road to Shrew Farms, like Moe's just comes sprinting <laughs> up. <laughs> like Forrest Gump. Yeah, the and then he sprints around feet. the car, and Pam is just like, "Oh God!" So uh, we we talked about the you know the big parts of this episode here. We got to talk about Michael's uh, money issues because that's the the surname of the, of the episode. Because this is one of the famous most famous scenes of the office. Michael's declaring of bankruptcy on the advice <laughs> of Creed. Of course, you get a good advice from Creed. I don't now. Do you think Creed told him to do that? To or, go yell it? No, yeah. he just told that, him he needed to Michael. declare bankruptcy. Okay. And yeah. he, Michael, took it literally. I need to declare bankruptcy. Because we never, we never see Creed tell him that. But Creed was also talking about monopoly and talking about words made up to, you know, trick students. He talks yeah. about how uh, Creed had, now Creed himself will has never declared bankruptcy. Uh, Whenever uh, he declares bankruptcy, all his debt gets transferred to uh, that d- secret identity that he has. That's true. But Michael declaring bankruptcy, just yelling it out, that prompts Oscar to come give him some help. And Oscar kind of go- that's where we kind of see Oscar um, going through Michael's finances and see all the, the useless On spending. the PowerPoint? Is this power? That's really cool how you got my name up there. And that's all that Michael can focus. That's just so Michael, is this, that he's in this jam, and all he can focus on is the fact that his name is on the computer screen. But this scary black bar is <laughs> some, is something that people should never. Nobody ever should ever. <laughs> like this is the money. This is the money you spend on essentials. This is the money you spend on non-essentials, like magazines and entertainment. And this scary black bar is the money that nobody should ever spend. So uh, Michael ends up getting reamed on the phone by Jan for being broke, and he tries to run away on a train. He's uh, running away on a train, and he's never coming back. Yep. Run away, train, never coming back. <laughs> Did you notice that Michael doesn't actually know the words to it either? Yeah. <laughs> Gonna run away, never come back. Come back. <laughs> uh, now, that prompts Jan to get to the office in a flurry and throw her keys at Oscar to have him park, have him park the Porsche. <laughs> but Jan is really sweet at the end of the episode. And it kind of, I know where this relationship, like just like the Andy Angela one is going to end. But this, if you didn't know that you would think that maybe these two were kind of made for each other and that these two maybe could end up together based on the, the interaction that they have on the train. Am I way off base on that? Uh, no, this is really one of the the one episodes where you actually get to see the caring side of Jan. Um, so it makes a lot of sense to, that, that you could think that they might be together for a long period of time. But I'm pretty sure that the dinner party is very close to this episode, so that the end to this relationship is not too far around the corner. I'll look that up while uh, yeah. Jess is talking. Um, I think, I mean, as far as the audience, they had to give us something to kind of stay invested in this relationship. But also, I think it was kind of snapping her out of her downward spiral 
she was like you said she was drinking and she was just blowing money and it was kind of the reality slap she needed to get her to to snap out of it a dinner party is two episodes later Ooh. so interesting. <laughs> uh, they may let you think that there's a chance for them but but even at the end of dinner party when Jan's trying to glue the, the Dundee, back, the Dundee together. back together, you know, there's we talked about that on that on uh, that episode when when we uh, when we covered that in our first episode of the podcast. There's there's they have their moments where that they could be sweet to one another, but it's just a toxic relationship, you know. Just because you know sometimes you're, you know, I compare it to my brother and his high school girlfriend. <laughs> You know, sometimes they were just so uh, overly lovey-dovey sweet to each other 50% of the time, and the other 50% of the time they were about to rip each other's heads off. You know, that's that's not a healthy relationship. I think it was more 25% of the time they were lovey-dovey with each other. 25% of the time they both wanted to rip each other's heads off. And then the other 50% was split where one wanted to mm. rip the other one's head off and one wanted to be lovey-dovey, and then the other... Would be there where they switch. So you're saying that's the that's the perfect formula. No, well, no. That's part like for a good relationship. No, it was awful. That sounds pretty good. It was awful. Wilson, we we lived yeah, we yeah. lived through it on the from the outside. It was it was painful. I mean, at least I would have a relationship. Uh, wow. <laughs> okay, Dwight, so settle you, down. You want a Jan? Really, is that what you want, Will? I'm gonna, sure, Jan, yeah, I'm gonna have to, to go come find, spend uh, all your money, yeah. remodel your house, yeah, and he wants no, 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 not my money. He wants, <laughs> yeah. big, he wants big boobs and a Porsche. That's I just earned all that from being essential. I'm gonna have to go find uh, what uh, stairwell Will's crying in, and have to go comfort him. <laughs> <laughs> we Could draw we draw parallels here on the greatest office. He has of all a stairwell time. at his house. He can go sit there. And... The Goat Office Podcast, which Good. you can follow us at Goat Office Cast on Twitter or email us GoatOfficePodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, so, ah. so that uh, there you go. That is money, and uh, there's only one more little note I I uh, uh, had written down. Did you notice what song? Dwight was playing on the recorder outside by the uh, trash cans. No. He's playing You Give Love a Bad Name by Bon Jovi. (laughs) Shot through the heart and you're to blame, darling. You give love a bad name. That's what he's playing. He's shot through the heart. I was trying to figure out which Harry Potter book he was reading from. Yeah, I, 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 don't I know. think they just took random stuff. Maybe they couldn't exactly read from the book. Well, Harry was having a, a battle with Lord Voldemort. Yeah, and some old man was shaking on the ground or something. I think and it was the second book. I'm not, I'm not 100 percent sure. If I mean, only we had some people here that did a Harry Potter podcast. Mm. Oh wait, we do, yeah. but apparently it's not very good because neither Jess or I can remember it. <laughs> Look, we don't. We don't know. You, I don't think it made sense. If you want to hear a subpar Harry Potter podcast that a couple thousand people listen to every week, check us out at Broomsticks and Butterbeer. Mm. <laughs> Available on all podcast platforms. Let's get shameless in. plug. There you go. Hey, I, I'm paying for advertisement here. That's true. I paid myself one shroot buck. Ooh. How about Stan Lee Nichols? Wait, I was about to say what's the what's the cash value of a shroot buck? Uh, a thousand Stanley Nichols. 
There's a conversion chart in the back of your notebooks. We're referencing all kinds of different Office episodes here, but if you're an Office fan, uh, you're getting it all. Uh, let's talk about Goodbye, Michael, another episode. Not as long as the first one we talked about, but it was over uh, a normal episode uh, minus commercials on a sitcom is usually about 22 minutes. Is that right? 21 minutes? Something like that? Right around there, so. yeah. Uh, Depending this, on if you skip the intro or not. Uh, this one was 36 minutes uh, mm. without commercials or anything. So it wasn't as long. The first uh, Money episode, which was actually two combined, it seems, was uh, about the 41 or 42 minute range. And uh, let me pull up the synopsis. Synopsis. From our friends at IMDb, which stands for I Am a Douchebag. Uh, I don't think that's what it stands for. I'm pretty sure. As the office gets ready for Michael's final day at Dunder Mifflin, Michael doesn't tell anyone that he's leaving a day early. Spoilers! Meanwhile, D'Angelo accompanies a nervous Andy on a visit to one of Michael's old clients. (laughs) This is the infamous D'Angelo Vickers uh, episodes, the Will Ferrell's, the Will Ferrell episodes. D'Angelo Vickers is one of my least favorite characters in the in the office, but Will, I think you told me once that you really liked uh, D'Angelo's character. He he has some funny moments. Uh, he does have some he, funny moments, but I think that's just Will Ferrell just like being Will Ferrell. Yeah, but um, he I think he's one of the more insufferable characters just mm-hmm. because he's he's a he's kind of a, he's a dick. He really is, um, especially after Michael leaves. Um, this is where you kind of start to see him unraveling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, had, yeah, I, yeah. I, I wrote down a, a bunch of uh, uh-oh moments. <laughs> Give me that dog! <laughs> I had cake for lunch! Why am I, why am I eating this cake? Yeah. Uh, but Will Ferrell is going to be the new boss uh, taking over for Michael when he leaves. Uh, the cold open here. Yeah, I was going to say, cold open. The cold open here. We forgot about and uh, had to go back and listen. Yeah, watch Jess again. and I watched it, and while I'm doing my notes, I said, what was the cold open? It was kind of underwhelming cold open. Michael is on the roof of Dunder Mifflin. Getting used to the altitude. Yeah, trying to get acclimated <laughs> to the altitude because he's going to be going to Colorado um, with... Um, Holly. Holly, Flax. Sorry. <laughs> Brain fart. Uh, and Dwight joins him on the roof, and he, Dwight is very upset. That that Dwight is not going to be taking over as boss. Something that he always kind of envisioned that he was going to be the the boss in waiting when when and if Michael left or when and if Michael retired. And Dwight is very upset and kind of really holding it against Michael. But Michael didn't make this choice. Yeah, he says I didn't. I don't own Dunder Mifflin. I can't choose my replacement. Correct. So was this, um, uh, what was Kathy Bates' character? Joe Bennett. Joe Bennett, thanks. Uh, she, uh, this was a Joe Bennett decision, I'm guessing. Yes. yes. Because uh, Will Ferrell saved your dogs. <laughs> Give me that, Give me that dog. dog! And Dwight, to uh, hammer home how upset he is, uh, let's uh, Michael have a taste of a Colorado delicacy, Rocky Mountain Oysters. Mmm. Yeah. Sounds delicious. It's uh, weird though because they... Colorado is a landlocked state, so. But <laughs> they have lakes. He got it from one of Colorado's many oceans. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Wait, mm. this just in. 
Dun dun da da. Bum bum bum. We don't have sound effects in this show, but you can hear sound effects on the Rhino Wrestling Review. <laughs> Dan Rhino and Will Lewis. Available on ProWrestling.com and all podcast platforms. There you go. If you like wrestling and subpar podcasts. Mm hmm. If you like Harry you Potter and subpar podcasts, we got one for you. If you like The Office and subpar podcasts, we got one for you. If you like Pro Wrestling and subpar podcasts, there's something for you on the Rhino Podcasting Network. Yep, bringing you subpar podcasts in 2020. That's right. Uh, but uh, this just in, uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters are bull testicles. Ooh. Ugh. These don't taste anything like oysters. But that's because <laughs> they're bull testicles. You got uh. fresh that morning. <laughs> Pretty gross. You, you ever had Rocky Mountain oysters, Will? Uh, you know, I try to keep just I try to keep most testicles out of my mouth. He said, I noticed you said most. Well, my, I meant moist, moist bull <laughs> testicle. Yeah, that's what I meant. What? What's the like? Honestly, like, what's the grossest thing you've ever eaten at like a restaurant? Um, I've eaten like grasshoppers before. Really? Like deep fried yeah. or like? Yeah. Hmm. That is They're pretty crunchy. Gross. It's not great. Um, I've had uh, escargot before. Snails. Mm, I don't like that either. Uh, we, we, when I was in high school, I took French class, and we had a field trip to a French, like a five-star French restaurant in Missouri somewhere. And that sounds awful. It was awful. And there, it was, the only saving grace is that the escargot were, were so garlicky. That it kind of like overpowered the sliminess of the snails. Ew. It was it was bad. It was yeah, it's kind of how I feel about eating uh, like squid and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or like uh, green apple yeah. skittles. Those are uh, gross. Don't no God. Those yeah. are the worst. Yeah, those are bad. Uh, Jess, can't anything popular? Oh, when I was younger, when we were in Mexico on vacation. I ordered, Say no more. I ordered <laughs> spaghetti. I just ordered spaghetti. If it if, if I would think if anybody could do spaghetti right, mm-hmm. it would be our friends to the south. Yes. It's just spaghetti. Authentic. Yeah. I had um I don't really know what it was. It looked like a very small octopus. I guess it could have been a squid. <laughs> it was in my spaghetti. They're way off. And there were these little wow. like cone-shaped things. I didn't eat the octopus, so I don't bugles. think that counts. It did. It looked like a bugle. It was like a little bit smaller than a bugle. Or not as long. And I did try that, and I think they said that was octopus. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't eat the, the whole solid little thing that was in my spaghetti, but I ate the little piece that I didn't know what it was. Just yeah. don't go I thought to... it was like it was like rubbery. It was like looked like another noodle. Americans... Should not go to a foreign country and order food that's made that originates from another foreign country. <laughs> There's too that's too many uh, that's too many degrees of separation. I also ordered um, a club sandwich. You know where it has like the three layers of bread. It was just like a caveman club between like like no. a, two, two quesadilla. The cheese was weird, and so we Fajitas. asked the guy about the cheese, and he said it was goat cheese. Of course it was. It was really good, though. I really like goat cheese. It's probably fresh that morning. Probably got it fresh that morning. Uh, in this episode, uh, Will, Michael's trying to say his final goodbyes to everyone on his list. but Secretly. Uh, but as, as we uh, said in the synopsis, he's not telling everybody that he's leaving a day early. What, was, what were some of your uh, favorite 
uh, moments that he had with uh, any of the characters? Um, I my favorite one is the the interaction that he has with Jim mm-hmm. uh, towards the end, and because Jim figures it, Jim's the only one that figures it out that he's not yes. leaving. This is but this is. Tomorrow. I'll preface this, but uh, this is one of the episodes that makes me cry literally every single time I watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my favorite one is with Jim. Um, but I also like uh, the interaction he has with Kevin um, with the caricature. <laughs> That's so mean. I thought it was going to be super mean, but then it ended. Michael's just, he's just ignorant to. To, to how to talk to people he knew a nice thing that he wanted to to say to Kevin but he didn't know how to say it and he didn't know that he probably shouldn't even say it in the first place <laughs> that's just his social inadequacies I don't think that's him being sometimes you know like we talk about season one about how sometimes he's just mean you know sometimes he's just a dick but I think this you know don't be a character Kevin yeah, you are gonna lose weight. You know, you're not gonna drool every time you see a slice of pizza. And Kevin's kind of trying to tell him like, I'm okay with who I am, Michael. I'm okay with you know being like this big. I'm okay with liking sh- pizza, but you should never be okay <laughs> with who you are. Um, and then also too the one with um, with uh, oh my god, I just completely blanked on his name. Uh, Daryl. Uh, no. Uh, Andy. Andy. Nope. Toby. Phyllis. Toby. Nope. Um, Creed. Uh, uh, Dwight. Wow. Uh, no. There's not that many more guys. Oscar. Oscar. Uh, yeah, Oscar. I don't know why I blanked on his name, uh, but when he gives him that little handmade. <laughs> Dan laughed so hard for that part, too. <laughs> just, like, just laughed so hard. Because he makes this, like, uh, like scarecrow doll. <laughs> and it's so bad. And he knows it's so bad. And that's, like, the joke. And he's laughing at his own joke, which I do all the time. The, the fact that Oscar, he just took it. I just gave him this thing that looks like a third grader made it, and he just No, took it, it was a two-year-old monkey on yeah. a farm. I don't know why the far, monkey's on the farm, but the monkey was on the farm. <laughs> and he just took it, and he thanked me for it. Yeah, that was good. He says he has the, he has the lowest opinion of me, <laughs> of everyone. I'm like, yeah, probably. Probably. I don't know. Stanley's might be a little lower. Yeah, uh, Jess. What come? Uh, which one did you like the best? I don't know. I think the gym one is kind of a cheat. Well, that's kind of a cheat because that's the only okay. real one. Boo. That's the only real one that they okay. that he does. Um, the rest are all like kind of awful in you know his way. I kind of like the Toby one. He's mm-hmm. like actually nice to Toby yes, for like a grit- second. He's gritting his teeth Oh god. It. Okay. Okay, bye. So, he tells him that he has a he has a brother in Boulder, Colorado. So, so I have an like, anecdote about that. Uh, like, great. Uh, Toby's brother, Rory Flenderson, is played by Toby's real life brother, uh, Warren Lieberman, who also, I believe, was a writer on the show. And who was also married to Angela in real life. Ew. For from two thousand one to two thousand ten. Oh. 
He was married to uh, Angela Kinsey, uh, who plays uh, Angela on The Office, in real life for about 10 years. Rory Flenderson, Will. Interesting. And if you look at pictures of um, Toby's brother, he looks exactly like Toby. <laughs> he I, does. Like, I thought when they when he was Skyping, when Toby was Skyping with his brother, I thought that they had just, like, did some CGI with Toby to make him look a little different. Because they've got, like, the same facial features. I think Toby's just a little older. Uh, and Rory Flenderson also has a, a large amount of preserves. Jams. 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 Does he like jams? He does not like jams <laughs> at all. But the fact that, my, yeah, I like, that's a good one. Uh, my cupboards are flo- overflowing with preserves. <laughs> the, and that, that the fact that there's going to be a Flenderson in the same town on the other side of the country is, uh, is a nice little touch. I liked the, the one with Angela where it's another grit your teeth moment <laughs> yeah. where she's showing uh, Michael all the pictures and Michael's acting interested in it. And, uh, yeah, but he starts with asking her if they were gonna ever going to sleep together. Is it just me or... Were we going to have sex? It was that. just you. <laughs> but then she asks she asked one to see the pictures and he smiles and, and goes through it. And, and, then, and then we get to see all the pictures of Angela's... Are they married yet? Fiance? Yes. Fiance uh, with another the senator, guy. The state senator. And yeah. all the pictures he's, like, touching, <laughs> holding, looking at another man. Angela's rollerblading in the front, and in the back we've got the senator, like, arm in arm with his handler. His aide. His aide. And um, Michael goes, bravo, and he's and uh, Oscar's like, brava. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, Will, one that you and I uh, reference a lot is uh, the one down in the warehouse, where Michael yes. is taking the uh, over-the-head shot. To give you know, the, give that classic walk away. Catch you all on the flippity flip. Yep. And then he finally makes it. We reference that. Uh, we reference the flippity flip all the time. But uh, it was it was also fun to see Ryan in this episode uh, versus the Ryan that we saw in the Money episode. Ryan's in the closet, and Ryan is gifted the Saint Pauli girl uh, light. Which is kind of weird because um, the St. Pauli Girl light is uh, very prominent in another episode that we talked about, Dinner Party, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, causes uh, further animosity between uh, Michael and Jan. Yes. But uh, Mike, uh, Ryan, Ryan is gifted the St. Pauli Girl uh, light in his uh, tiny closet of a room. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I just totally forgot that Ryan was still in the closet until they were standing there at the closet. And I just thought it was interesting because Jim's not a boss anymore. Mm -hmm. But yet Ryan's still in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) The whole point was to prove that he was an actual boss. And then now that he's not even a boss anymore, Ryan's still in the closet. Then we've got to talk about the gift that he gives to Dwight, uh, not just the uh, paintball game that they have out in the parking lot, which just made Dwight's day, but before that, the letter of recommendation. Which you plagiarized. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a letter of recommendation for my friend today, uh, who's named Michael, by the way. Nice. And I uh, uh, used a lot of those 
<laughs> used a lot of those uh, same things. Uh, Webster's Dictionary defines superlative as, but it, Dwight is kind of uh, standoffish because he thinks that it's not going to. He's still mad at Michael. Yeah. But he, by the end of by the end of reading the uh, letter of recommendation, he's tearing up. So it was good to see Dwight back to worshiping Michael before Michael leaves. I felt like like, like it, it felt like the the planets realigning or something like that. Uh, to me, in this episode, Steve Carell, who plays Michael Scott, he was at his most charming. I thought he was. It was a nice bookend because we do see Michael again in the uh, in the final episode, but it was a nice bookend from how he was in the very first Office episode to where he was when he leaves here on episode 22 of season 7. He was so charming in this episode. Um, he he didn't rub me the wrong way in this episode like he did in season 1. It was just so nice to see that, hey, he really has grown, and now he's leaving a job that he loves because he found something that he loved even more. And he's in a healthy relationship. Yes. You know, he can be better person mm-hmm. because he's in a healthy relationship right he's not he's not gonna not with somebody who's going to be bad for him and he's not with somebody that is in a relationship that's going to self-destruct and they show that a lot with when he does freak out because he doesn't know where to send his last check and this mm-hmm. and that and he starts to panic and um he calls holly and then he's he's fine yeah he, he's like just, oh. immediately you know, she does like all a these silly things are new. It's gonna be like new. That. It's gonna be scary. It's gonna be awful. I can't do this. Oh yeah. Oh, pay I, the rent. <laughs> I have to go be with Holly. Uh, Will you talked about how this episode kind of uh, caused some waterworks maybe to flow on your end? What? What? Every specific, time. What specifically about? Was it the uh, Michael Jim uh, final goodbyes in uh, in uh, Michael's office? Was it the Michael Pam goodbye at the airport? Was it anything in particular or just kind of um, seeing like one of your favorite characters on one of your favorite shows move on to other things? Honestly, it's all three of them. Um, the Michael Jim one always gets me and then the whole the whole uh, ending just with uh, Jim or Michael and Pam and her finally catching up to him before he gets on a plane and then the whole secret conversation that they have that no one has really ever said exactly what is said um but and then you know her just kind of describing you know that he's happy and he's just excited to go meet or go see holly and and all that stuff um it's a very fitting end for michael yeah um, i think in the office um and it, which is a weird thing because it happens. It's not the final episode for the season either. No, we get several D'Angelo episodes. Yeah, but um, all really all three of those moments, um, and then you know seeing Michael finally leave the show, um, kind of just bring me. There's only a couple episodes I think in the office that can bring the waterworks out for me, but that's one of them. So you talked about. And I want to save the, some of the D'Angelo stuff here for the end because I, I got a whole list of uh-oh moments that 
I'm going to get your guys' opinion or on Or we could skip it. <laughs> I, think, I think it's important to put to put to mention them at least. Uh, you mentioned Will the interaction between Jenna Fisher, who plays Pam, and uh, Michael's character, or uh, Steve Carell's character, Michael at the airport. This was after Michael had taken off uh, his microphone, and we get to see Pam, who was off, who think, thought she had another day to say goodbye to Michael. Uh, off pricing paper shredders. Going to he the also, movies. Michael <laughs> also cannot wait to get this off his chest. That's what she said. And I never noticed that. Yeah. I never noticed that until I watched it this time. Is that he took the microphone off. And I always remembered him saying something at the camera. But I thought that was just like saying, him saying like, oh, can't hear me anymore. Can't follow me anymore. Yep. But of course he said, I can't wait to get this thing off my chest. Audio cuts out. That's what she said. Yep. But uh, it, it was revealed, uh, we don't know exactly what Pam said, but uh, Jenna Fisher put did an Instagram uh, post uh, a few years ago, I think, and she said that that was, that she, the real words that she said was her actual goodbye to Steve Carell, the actor. That was her, like, actual, her saying goodbye to him, like, leaving the show. And so the, she said the tears were real, uh, the moment was real, and um, we don't know exactly word for word what she said, but she has told the public that that was her saying her actual goodbyes. She's very her. secretive with those those specific moments because she actually has one later um, that I don't know if Ezra is going to come up on the show, but the uh, the note that mm-hmm. that Jim doesn't give her with right. the teapot yep. and then gives her later on in the uh, series there's actual stuff written on there from uh, J- uh, John Krasinski mm-hmm. and she'll, she said she'll never tell anybody what's on that Wow. for the right amount of money I'll bet you yeah. mm. uh, 20 bucks yeah 20 bucks is my that's my right amount I'll be like I'm never telling anybody 20 bucks. I got 20 bucks for you. <laughs> here you go. A couple notes that I wrote down here. This was the second appearance of Creed using the ladies' bathroom. Uh, something that was mentioned back uh, five seasons before this. Uh, or, or maybe it wasn't that long ago. It was, uh, I don't have the season written down. I've got the, it was, I got episode 21, but I don't got what season it was. But I, I think it might have been like season three where, uh, Creed has an agreement with the ladies that he, he paid for the privilege. Paid for the privilege to <laughs> pay for it dearly. Yeah, uh, but Creed is in the ladies' bathroom again, so that's a nice little callback to a previous season. Uh, Phyllis is knitting My- Michael a mitten, or mittens to take with him to uh, Colorado. Uh, remember that she also knitted him an oven mitt, and in season two, episode ten, the, at the Christmas party, and it was also red. Uh, that was the oven mitt that Michael did not want. Uh, we've got uh, something that Jess referenced uh, when we were watching it. The scene through the shades of uh, Michael's uh, office window where he's repositioning the trophy is a direct copy of the scene that we see in the office intro. Where uh, he's, since day one, I think, since the first uh, season where Michael is repositioning the trophy on his desk, he gets that new trophy, which is uh, 
2011 Boss of the Year or something like that, and he puts it on his desk and then repositions it. And it was an exact copy of what you see in the, the Office intro. And then uh, my last note was the one that we already got to about Rory Flenderson, Toby's brother, uh, played by his real brother, Warren Lieberman, who was actually married to Angela Kinsey for about 10 years. And why did you say, ooh? I don't know. I just don't like Angela. <laughs> I like Angela. I like what uh, what Roy said that one time when they were doing the, the Who Would You Do game. <laughs> uh, who's the, the, the name, the, the blonde, the uptight uh, Christian chick? <laughs> My name's Angela? Angela. Oh, hey, Angela. Roy, nice to meet you. <laughs> uh... Uh, so I think that's going to be, uh, I think that's it for both these two episodes. We're just going to take a little break and uh, come back and vote You're for You're not going to do your oh no? Oh, yes. I oh, mean, yes, I am. I, I'm oh, okay with skipping oh, it, oh. but you said you, we needed to do it. So, uh, Will, you, you t- uh, mentioned earlier that this is the episode we find out that D'Angelo is a head case. Yes. Uh, we also find out that D'Angelo, who's going to be the, the head of this office is really bad at something that Michael is really good at, and that's being a salesman. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Michael, of course, gives Andy his uh, the ten most important clients in the office, which I guess Michael would handle personally. So he gives it to Andy, the worst salesman in the office, and Andy had already has already lost a couple of them. Uh, by the middle of the episode, he's just he's handling phones like he's like working Wall Street, and he's like, I got lost another one. Like, why did you even call them? Like, yeah, it, just leave them alone. <laughs> I'm sure he called to say, hey, I'm uh, going to be taking over your account. And he said, ricka dicka dicka doo or something like that. They're and, like, nope. Uh, nope. Where's Michael? <laughs> Michael's leaving. Nope. So uh, Angel- Andy uh, takes D'Angelo because he's think he's, he thinks he's taking the big guns uh, to go re-up one of the big clients. And that's when we get the uh, visit to the... Uh, Annie, pet, Annie Shelto. Yeah, uh, get to the pet shelter. Uh, that's when we uh, find out a little bit of backstory about D'Angelo. That's when we find out a little bit more that he's unhinged. That's when we find out that D'Angelo, in the meeting with the uh, prospect or with the client, uh, is just talking himself in circles. He's uh, talking about Russian roulette. Yeah. <laughs> he's talking about. You know, you could, uh, you know, get a reliable paper supplier, but, you know, or you could get uh, a real bad one. And he goes, with us, it's, just, it's not going to be anything in the middle. It's not Andy's not going to be, you know, just your plain vanilla, right on time, count on him, paper salesman. It's either going to be a disaster or it's going to be the best decision you ever made. And it's time to play some Russian roulette. <laughs> and they Spit lose the, the client. But, Will, Andy actually goes back in and kind of has a sink or swim moment, doesn't he? He does. And he kind of shows that he has uh, some kind of potential Mm -hmm. of being a good salesman. And he gets the client back. He does. Yeah, and it's almost like he was forced to, like, they threw him in the deep end and he was forced to make this sale. Like, if he would have just been doing this on his own he probably would have overthought it he probably would have like turned it into some kind of performance or something like that well i kind of think too um compared to what's his name d'angelo d'angelo 
he was so awful mm -hmm. and crazy and just what the hell is this guy talking about? And then Andy comes in, like you said, no, no gimmicks. He's just him selling him straight. He's like, oh, you're a normal person, but the bar is set really low after D'Angelo talks. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of tipped the scale in Andy's favor that's why, too. That's why skinny girls always have one fat friend, make them look even skinnier. That's true. What? That's, that's just what I heard. Girls, yeah. girls are the worst. That's all I'm yep. gonna say. And then, and then we have the, uh, we know that D'Angelo apparently used to have a, uh, a problem with, uh, with weight, weight issues, and eating sweets. And then he has a little bit of a breakdown at the very end when Michael does not show up for the uh, Goodbye Michael party. Well, he's having the breakdown the entire time. He's sitting in the break room and, like, petting the, the <laughs> snack machine, and then he makes something, some chocolate like concoction <laughs> on the... The coffee, coffee maker, and then he throws it in the trash can when somebody walks Andy, in. Yeah, when Andy comes in, and it's just a mess. And then at the, we have, of course, the at the end where he's screaming at the cake and he's cutting pieces, Go. And taking a bite with his bare hands. Like Kevin's, you see, Kevin's like got the plate out ready for like waiting for him to dish up the the piece to him, and he just shoves it right in his mouth. And then he grabs a handful of cake, and then he no. No! Yells at the cake. So, uh, D'Angelo, not my favorite, but he is not long for this world, as we'll see in uh, uh, in just a few episodes. Uh, and I think there was a, like a like a slam dunk or something was his downfall, right? Yeah. He has uh, a basketball hoop fall on his head. <laughs> so, anything else you guys want to say about these episodes? Or are we ready to uh, make our cast votes? judgment? Yeah, cast um, judgment cast upon judgment? me. Well, in this one, we didn't talk about... We talked a little bit about Andy, but Andy relationship-wise. So now he's not going after Angela anymore in this episode. He's going after um, Aaron and Gate. Uh, we didn't talk about him Gabe. in the bathroom and bullies him. Walk away, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I have you have uh, Will. Have you seen uh, Silicon Valley? Uh, H, uh, HBO show. Oh, I see a little bit of it. So, uh, the actor that plays Gabe is on there, and he is amazing. Yeah, uh, he's basically the same. I, I don't think he can play anybody else. I think he just—that's just him. That's naturally, just him. him being him. Uh, I don't think he's a very good actor. I think that's just who he is as a person, and it comes off just certain characters that it comes off uh, perfectly. And Gabe's having a big problem with Andy potentially courting Aaron, which is another relationship that's not going to end It's well. a mess. Yeah, it's no. just they, they just, neither one can get on the same page there. But, good job, Jess, pointing out uh, Gabe in this episode. So, uh, let's take a little break. This is the GOAT Office Podcast, the greatest office of all time. Will, go ahead. Meh. Thank you. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at GOAT Office Cast. Or email us, goatofficepodcast at gmail.com. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back to cast judgment upon these two episodes, Money and Goodbye Michael, to see who is going to advance to round two in the Michael Scott portion of the bracket to find the greatest office of all time. Stay tuned. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing your pain Call Michael Stanley to 
Jim Dwight Creek, call Emily and Kelly for your business paper needs. Dunder Mifflin, people presses better people. Dunder Mifflin, people presses better people. Dunder Mifflin, people presses better people. Call Michael and Sally, Jim Dwight Creek, call Michael and Sally, Jim Dwight Creek, call Emily and Kelly for your business paper needs. Call Emily and Kelly for your business paper needs. Back for the final segment here on the GOAT podcast. Go ahead, Will. Thank you. Greatest. We just need to get a soundboard. So. We probably should. Uh, the greatest office of all time. Dan Rhino. Jessica, Jessica Rhino. Will Lewis. I almost said Dan Hello. Rhino, Will Lewis, Jason Calzabetta. Oh, I'm but Jason that's, now. Well, the Rhino Wrestling <laughs> that's the Rhino Wrestling Review. That's what I always say really fast when we're doing that. Uh, Jessica, I always give you the option of going Last. first. And you always say last, but last. then but then when you go last, you're upset when Will and I uh, are making tantric love over the uh, airwaves here. It's true. And sometimes we vote for the same one, and then that makes your vote obsolete. So are you sure you don't want to go first or second? I'm sure. Last. All right, Will. That only happened once. You only agreed on the first one. And the the second one, I had to break the tie. And so. Last time you two teamed up on me. Yeah. Yeah, a little devil's three way there. Yeah. That was weird. Whoa. Uh, Go ahead, Will. You are up first. Are you going with money or goodbye, Michael? And tell us why. So, I think goodbye, Michael is a very good episode. Don't get me wrong. But. I think it is good for different reasons. I think it's very memorable because it's uh, Steve Carell's last episode. Um, it always gets me in the feels um, and whatnot. But um, I laughed a lot more during um, Money, and I think it has a lot more moments. I love the bed and breakfast thing with uh, Jim and Pam and Dwight. Um, I like all of Michael's little escapades with Jan and the uh, his second job and whatnot. So my pick is going to be money. Interesting. Ooh. Interesting. Money, money, money. Well, uh, Jessica, you are going to be the deciding vote here because I am going <gasps> with, I'm no. going with Goodbye, Michael. I liked all the points that Will made. I did think that the cold open in Money was a lot better than the cold open in Goodbye, Michael. And I know we don't judge the episode strictly on that, but I think it is. I think how you start off coming in strong is very important. I do in in Money. I love the Shroot Farms stuff. I love the uh, the interaction between uh, Jim and Dwight. I love when they have when they have good moments there. However, I think there is just too much, I think it's too important of an episode uh, to say that, it, to trump Goodbye Michael. I think Goodbye Michael is just too important of an episode. And like you like Will said, it's, it, could, it's a, it kind of runs the gamut of emotions. You know, you got uh, Dwight being angry, you've got people being sad, you've got... D'Angelo being crazy, you've got Andy kind of redeeming himself. You've got a lot of 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 little things going on right right there in that episode and I think that 
because of how important it is and how important a character Michael was and the fact that it showed him if you go back and watch the first episode of The Office and watch this episode of The Office, you see a tremendous growth for the Michael Scott character. And I think that is such a big thing to me to give the nod to Goodbye Michael. So, we are one-to-one. One. The gentlemen are split. This is why I like going last. Well, Jessica, you are casting the deciding vote here. Break the tie and tell us who is advancing to round two. In the Michael Scott region, the greatest office of all time tournament. Well, both episodes have storylines that I find rather painful and would rather pretend are in the episode. And I do love the bed and breakfast, Jim, Dwight moment there. But I'm going to agree with you, Dan. Go with the husband! Uh, Goodbye, Michael, is just too important. Like you said, and everything wraps up. You gotta gotta tie off all those things. Michael's gotta say bye to everybody. It's just too important to the story. So, it looks like, by a vote of two to one, Goodbye, Michael is going to advance into round two of the greatest office of all time. And Will, Goodbye Michael is going to be taking on the winner of our next matchup, the next time we get together here. That's going to be from season six, episodes four and five, Niagara, versus season four, episode 12, The Deposition. Ooh, that's a tough one. So we've got a tough matchup here, as we, and that will be the final matchup in the Michael Scott region of the tournament uh, before we move on to either the Jim Halpert region, the Pamela Beasley region, or the Dwight Schrute region of the tournament. So uh, Will is upset that money did not advance. Uh, Will, anything that you need to uh, let us know before we sign off here? You know, you know, two weeks in a row. Uh, two weeks in a row you guys teamed up on me, uh, but... Uh, the next, because you, uh, you wanted booze cruise, right? I wanted booze cruise for the last one. Just and I wanted casual Friday. Is that how it worked? Yep. That is true. But you well, know what? The next one, I'm gonna get back on the board. So. Um, yeah, Will, I will totally side with you if you pick the best episode. <laughs> I will okay. totally side with you if you pick the right answer. Yeah. Okay. It's not a difficult that's, choice. There's only two. That's what marriage is. And Jess will agree with me if I pick the right answer. And the right I, answer being what she wants. I'm honestly really, really interested to see what we're going to pick for the next one, because the next one, I think, is a very, very difficult um, matchup. It so. is. It is. I think with, uh, without getting too much into it, I think a lot of people are going to gravitate to Niagara just because of the, you know, the big moment that we get in that. But both of those episodes have a lot of moments that are very memorable but both those episodes I think have a lot of stuff that's very cringy and and kind of forced and mm-hmm. I think that that's going to you know that trying to get too much in to an episode sometimes you know too much of a good thing is not a good thing at all and sometimes that can hurt some of these episodes so uh, it should be a very interesting matchup next time we get together 
Definitely. And hopefully we can do it in person next time we get together. Hopefully uh, that'd be nice. You know, it's uh, it's great that we can at least do, bring, get these episodes out to help people, give them some laughter and entertainment during uh, uh, the coronavirus pandemic that is going on right now. But that is also the reason why we can't be in the same room together. You know, other than Jessica and I here together. Uh, you via the uh, the interwebs about maybe about how many miles about two miles away? Yeah, not too far away. Probably not. It's probably not even that much. I am socially distanced from you guys, so you are. But... It only has to be six feet, Will. Uh, not two miles. It. Oh. I think they said like four miles. Nobody now, really so. knows. Nobody really yeah. knows about this, but hopefully. Oh, four. Well, then you need to move. Oh shit. Hopefully, uh, the next time we get together, we can. Uh, hope the next time we bring you this podcast, we can all be in the same room. Because I think it's just a little bit more fun. Uh, you can see the expressions on our face. We can't see you for some reason. Yeah, I don't right? have a video camera. I don't have a webcam. Okay, Lies. Government spy. Okay, money bags. You just put a piece of tape over it when you don't want them to look, and then know. take the piece of tape off when you want us to see you. That's what they want you to think. Well, thanks, everybody, for downloading, listening, and subscribing. Please please spread the word about the GOAT Office podcast. The, uh, the download numbers are surprisingly good for a uh, burgeoning podcast uh, like this one. I think there's just a lot of clamoring for anything Office that people can get, even if it's something subpar like, like what we're bringing them. Very nice. How many Russian uh, downloads do we get on this one? I have an intern look it up. But, uh, you, you know, we are very um, popular in Russia. That's uh, true. And with uh, and so is Stalin. All of our comrades over there. Yeah. Uh, viva la Russia. Uh, <laughs> that works. I just, I just mixed up a couple. Of, just like uh, Jess ordering spaghetti at a Mexican or a Mexican in restaurant. In, re- in Mexico. <laughs> Mexican in Mexico. Mexican restaurant in Mexico. Yep. It was and at my hotel, in Rome. actually. Absolutely. So, I'm Dan Rhino. Jessica Rhino. Will Lewis. Thanks, everybody, for downloading, listening, and subscribing. Please follow us on Twitter at GoatOfficeCast. Please send us your emails at GoatOfficePodcast at gmail.com. We will give you a shout-out. We'll read them on the air. Until next time, when we bring you Niagara versus The Deposition, thanks for listening, and may all your days be Pretzel Day. Bye. Bye.